I kind of had my version of Red Pill Chick. And, and I was like, man, I'm just missing too much here. I'm following the same habits, you know, that Mr. Nice Guy habits and, yeah. and the, oh, I'm going to be the send you flowers to work guy. I'm going to be the, oh, it's your birthday. Let me make sure you have this special thing kind of guy. And, and no, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with a little bit of that, but you no, know, I would just get all into that. Put her first, put the relationship first. And that, that was a huge thing. It's funny how the more you learn this stuff and you look back at your past, you're like, oh yeah, I, I see what I screwed up. You're listening to the premier podcast for men who want to not only be better with women, but want to be better men in general. This is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Come On Man. If you haven't done so already, please like, subscribe, hit those notifications. You know what to do. We do this every week. Drop a comment, your favorite comment or your favorite emoji, you know, favorite emoji. Gosh, I, I messed that up more times, I think, than I get it right. <laughs> Drop your favorite comment, your favorite emoji. It doesn't matter. Uh, if you guys are watching during the during the premiere, then, you know, sound off in the live chat. Sometimes I'm in there, you know, editing videos and stuff like that, uh, you know, and you can also support the show by sending a super chat during these, although it isn't live. But if you guys ever send a super chat during a pre-record like this, I, I get notifications of that. So I will give you a shout out on social media if you guys do that. Follow me on social media. The links are in the description. Get on the email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. I will send you some free stickers for your troubles. We also have Rule Zero stickers here. Check this out. I, I just sent some stickers off to uh, uh, one of my 3% brothers, JP. He signed up for the email list. I didn't realize it was him though, because he just put JP, uh, at, you know, in the uh, on the form. So I mailed it to him, and he got it really quick. And he was like really excited about it. He's like, "Man, this came really fast. What service do you use?" I'm like, "I literally hand packed these and mailed these myself." <laughs> uh, but the thing is, the funny thing is that uh, people aren't really that into the stickers. What they're really interested in is the 20 dating app openers they get when they sign up for the email list. So if you sign up for the email list, you get 20 dating app openers that are guaranteed to capture a woman's attention in the first seven words. Check out my practical law of attraction course, loa.comeonmanpod.com. At the time of, uh, by the time this drops, I will have done an episode, a live stream last Friday on practical law of attraction and how you can use that to deal with trauma, deal with trauma. Um, you know, a lot of people are dealing with past traumas that are just holding them back. And, this course is all about mindset. It's all about getting your mind right. And once you get your mind right, anything's possible. Everything else tends to fall into place. So check out the course, loa.comeonmanpod.com. Join the beer club, beer.comeonmanpod.com. It's only 10 bucks a month. You can join a group of like-minded dudes. We have a private Telegram group that, you know, pretty much anything goes in there. Uh, there's lots of activity. The guys chat all the time talk about what they're up to and stuff like that. It's not, you know, necessarily them giving dating advice, but if someone had a question, they could bring it to the group and the guys could, you know, sort of, uh, you know, crowdsource the, the solution to, to the problems. That's kind of what the whole group's about. And then, uh, once a month we get together and have drinks, you know, like, like men, <laughs> like men used to do, you know, men used to get together in, in, in men's clubs and, and socialize without the women. And people had much healthier relationships back then because they weren't bringing their problems to their women. They were bringing it to the boys. So that's what this group is for. It's only 10 bucks a month. Think of it like a cover charge for your favorite club. You know what I mean? 
Uh, so check that out. And then if you want any kind of coaching, uh, I have coaching available at gumroad.comeonmanpod.com. Actually, if you go to gumroad.comeonmanpod.com, it, it shows all my offerings. I have a new offering that I've been doing lately on social media where you can, uh, if you have a question that could just be answered in a single video, I have an option in there now where you can basically sponsor a video and I'll do a quick, short, you know, one to three minute video on your particular problem. So, you know, you don't have to have full-time coaching if you just have a specific question. So check that out, gumroad.comeonmanpod.com. It's, I've been getting a lot of people doing that lately because typically what happens is people have a, just a random question. They don't necessarily want a, a full-time coach. They just have one specific issue that they, they want addressed. And they DM me. They DM me all the time on Instagram or Twitter or, you know, even on TikTok. And it's sometimes on Facebook, but usually it's, you know, the Facebook people, they're, I don't know what they're doing over there on Facebook. <laughs> I don't think most of those guys know that they have a messenger, but, but yeah, I get a lot of messages on Instagram specifically. And uh, I'm like, Hey, sponsor video. And most people are happy to do it, you know, cause I'm, it's not, it's not, you know, breaking the bank to do that. So check that out. Uh, speaking of beer club though, my guest today is a member of the beer club. Not only that, but he's also a 3% brother. He's probably one of the biggest supporters of the show. It's Nathan Mannion. You guys probably see him in the chat pretty much every episode. And he's usually sending a super chat, even if it's like two bucks, right? He's a very big proponent of the show. He's a part of the beer club. He shows up every beer club and he's just an all around solid dude um, who's taken this material and ran with it and is just having tremendous success with it. Uh, the funny thing is, though, I went back and listened to this episode and God bless, I had the wrong mic selected again. So my mic is terrible. His mic is great. So just be aware of that and, and just, you know, grit your teeth and bear through that. The fun that what's even funnier about that is this was our second try. <laughs> the first time we met up, uh, his, his audio and video was, was really choppy. And so he had to get a hard line connection. So we finally got that done. And then I just went back and listened to it right before recording this. And I'm like, oh my God, I had the wrong mic selected again. This is like, this is terrible because whatever, for whatever reason, something changed in my window settings and the default mic stopped being my MV7 mic. And now it's going to the, uh, to the microphone that's built on, into the webcam. And it's, so I apologize, but, uh, it's not the worst audio ever. At least it's clear and audible and you can hear what I'm saying. Sounds quite a bit like my first year of the podcast where I had like the cheapest USB mic. Um, so if you guys could get through those episodes, you can get through this episode. Anyways, brother Nathan's a good dude. I'll bring you that guy. I'll bring you that conversation right after these words from our beer club. Here's a harsh truth that everybody gets upset about online when I say it. They get upset because of their ego investment into the fairy tale idea of love and partnership. They get upset because of their ego investment into the idea that their woman is their best friend, their confidant. And they think that love will conquer all and that their woman will be there through thick and thin. The truth is that as a man, your woman is hardwired biologically and psychologically to want you to be her rock. It doesn't work the other way around. Women do not care about your struggles as a man. They may think they care. They may even want to care, but her evolutionary DNA will not let her care. 
If you bring her your problems, she will lose attraction for you over time and she will leave. Now, whenever I talk about this, people lose their minds and start talking about men unaliving themselves. The faster that men learn that women don't care about our struggles, the faster we'll save the lives of men. Men off themselves because of their own ego investments in the Disney fairy tale line. And when that fairy tale goes up in flames, they get zeroed out and they end things. Men do need a proper outlet for dealing with their problems, but going to their woman isn't the answer. Men need a tribe, they need a brotherhood. That's why I created my beer club. It's a monthly virtual hangout for men only. It's a place where men can be men. It's a place where men can talk about guy stuff without having to worry about offending women. It's a place where they can go without having to worry about being called toxically masculine. It's a place where they can go to solve their problems. Because men solve problems, women cause problems, you dig? Visit beer.comeonmanpod.com. That's beer.comeonmanpod.com to sign up. All right, joining me this week is one of my 3% brothers, Nathan Mannion. He's also a Patreon member and a regular supporter of my live streams. Most importantly, he too lives in a rural area and knows that there's no cold approach in the cow pasture. What's going on, man? How's it going? Hey, man. How's it going? Good to be here. You know, uh, we were just talking right before this, but this isn't our first time trying to get a, a podcast recorded, but uh, we, we tried, uh, what was it, a week or two ago, yeah. and the audio and the was just choppy as shit. The, you know, the video was choppy, and I was like, dude, we can't, we can't use this, man. We can't use this, and uh, so you're like, all right, we'll try to figure out how we can get a, a hard line connection, uh, but you were telling me right before this, though, that that's pretty typical out in uh, rural Oklahoma where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. So we always call it like the hamsters dead on the wheel out here. So, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the Indian TPs don't, don't get good Wi-Fi. Uh, but uh, yeah, so, you know, it'll periodically just dump out here. If you're running multiple uh, stream to try and do things, you know, Wi-Fi will just, just crap out. So pro tip, make sure you have a hard connection. Yeah. Yeah. It, so so I, I know the feeling, but the thing is like, I have, I have fiber where I'm at, gotcha. even though I live out, I live out in the middle of nowhere. I live out in ranch country and the nearest, the nearest real town is like an hour away. We have fiber. We've had fiber out here for the last seven years or something like that. And I remember getting fiber here and uh, I, I work remotely for a company out in, out in California and the people that I, I work with, they're like, you have fiber out there? Because <laughs> yeah. like, people in San Diego at that time still didn't have fiber. Right, and right. I was, like, I was like, yeah, man, I guess we were early adopters. But but so you're you're still out on uh, – are you guys out on DSL out there? What are you guys at? <laughs> so we still, we still run a lot on cable. Uh, there's some fiber optics in town, like where my office is, across the street has a fiber optic connection, but they won't come across the street to like where my office is at. So like my office has still got the old uh, cable line modem or they won't yeah. come hook you up. So like if you want to pay like $5,000 to $10,000, they'll run it down the alley, but they won't uh, run it to their businesses. So and then most of the homes are uh, not on fiber optics. So you get the old cable modem. So, you know, the wind blows, the cloud goes across the sky and, you know, your Internet's out. <laughs> Oh man, when I so when I first moved out here, when I first uh, started working remotely, this was 2013. This was right before the divorce, right? This we just yeah. moved out here, and uh, and I've told this story on the podcast before, but we the the, the original plan was we were going to move in with my folks who retired out here. That's how we ended up out here in the first place. 
moving with my folks while we look for houses over in Denver. And uh, my my dad at the time had this this uh, line of sight direct uh, Wi-Fi connection yeah. for his house, and so they have this tower up on on the the mesa. And yep. as long as your, your roof has line of sight, you get yep. internet, and it's okay. It's pretty good. It works most of the time. But yeah, if it's a cloudy day, if it's like blizzarding out, like it it really screws with that signal and is yeah. It, it's like I, I have to periodically tell my boss, like, hey, I, I got no internet again. And finally, I had to convince my dad, like, hey, we have to at least get cable internet in here because I can't keep my job this way. That's so. that's my IT director's uh, backup plan. He's like, because the home office is across the street. Yeah. He's like, we can put an antenna on the second story. And as long as we have line of sight, we can beam a signal over to you. And I'm like, that's that's the backup plan. That's the best we got out here is to beam a signal across the street. Yeah. Well, you know, some of those, if, if it's, if the buildings are close enough, it's, it's, it's fine. Uh, I, I, I learned all about this in college. Like those, those yeah. directional antennas are pretty good if you're just doing building to building, but our, my, my parents' internet was literally like miles away, you know? So right. it's like, this is not reliable internet service. Right. So, um, all right. And I, I know I have my, my, my nerd glasses on, but that's not what we're talking about today. We're not talking about nerd shit. That's all right. Somebody <laughs> learned something about uh, bumming Wi-Fi signals off somewhere. Right. Off right. How, how to how to how to break web encryption? That's old. That's old school shit. Like we yeah, don't use yeah. this web anymore because it is pretty easy to break. Uh, I I used to have a, a a YouTube channel years ago called Tech yep. Chop, and yep. I, I have like I have an episode on on cracking Wi-Fi and stuff like that. I, I'm go. such a fat piece of shit nerd back then. Anyway, so. <laughs> Let's, let's talk about you here. Let's talk about you. So, uh, sure. What led you to first read uh, "How to Be a Three Percent Man"? Because you're in the Three Percent Brotherhood group, so you had to have read the book. Yeah, yeah. So um, I've read it 15 or 16 times now. Oh, did you get your diploma? <laughs> yeah, right. I, I posted that one time in the group when I finished up my 15th read. I'm like, oh, I finished number 15. I'm waiting for my my Corey Wayne diploma in the mail. Uh-huh, you know? I'm still waiting. I'm yeah, still waiting. you're like on 22 or whatever, so you know you can, yeah. <laughs> you can, <laughs> yeah, get, get the gold edition. Yeah, but um, so yeah, uh, you know, I went through a started going through a divorce in uh, 2019, mm. right, right uh, during the pandemic time. Uh, I don't think the pandemic had anything to do with it, but it's just timing of it. Uh, that's you like know, a lot of people went through yeah. divorce uh, during the pandemic because it's like yeah. a lot of people all of a sudden were forced to yep. be with each other and like they hated each other, you know? And it's like yeah. now all the shit's going, coming down. It was, it pipe. was good. It was good business for divorce attorneys. They, uh, oh, they, they made bank for sure. For sure. So, uh, started going through a divorce in that process and, uh, it went on for about three years. Um, the divorce did a lot of, uh, custody battle, a lot of, uh, extreme, uh, uh, accusations, you know, in, in family court, uh, you know, and I don't want to go way off on a tangent here, but in family court, you know, you're incentivized to exaggerate uh, from a, from a female perspective, anything that you can. And mm-hmm. so like here, there's special programs that they will actually even uh, pay for your attorney's fees and everything. If, and all you have to do is say, Hey, during an argument one time, uh, I felt uh, threatened. Yeah. And I that's felt, a, yeah, I felt I was, I was uh, really scared because yeah, he was raising his voice, you know, because 
Because yeah. no one ever fucking raises their voice, in, right? In, in an argument, you you never raise your voice. And I was married for 17 years. Yeah. Um, so in 17 years, I mean, yeah, did you ever have an argument where you raised your voice? Okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, 17 years, three kids. I mean, there there's, you know, some stuff happened, things were said in that time frame. But so, yeah, anything you can say to say, oh, I, I felt this or I felt that. And it's hard for me because I'm a big guy. I'm, I'm six foot six. So it's like automatically it's like, oh, look, you know, and I'm just wild. Oh, by dude, nature. do you have six pack abs? <laughs> not not cool. I got the first, the top four going, but I, I can't those Oh those... man, once you get those bottom two, then you're creaming the crap already, man. You already <laughs> don't you know all you have, all you have to do is be tall. Yeah, just not... be just, yeah. just just tall and the abs though, right? Well, yeah, tall, abs, and uh, you're set. You don't have to do any work after that, you know. No. That's all you need. No, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's the only reason why I could get a date is because I'm tall, well, not because I spent, you know, three years of hard work to get where I'm at. No, it's just because I'm tall. Yeah. No, we all know. We all yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, um, going through that process was was pretty brutal, and and um, custody, kids arrangements, trying to go through all that. At one point in time, I'd I'd lost access to the kids, and you know, my middle son is you know calling me because they won't tell him what's going on, and I mean, it's just you know a brutal, brutal process, and mm-hmm. like we could go. We could spend a whole episode probably just talking about that process. But uh, and in that process, uh, my oldest son, he would be 18 this August. Uh, We lost him. He had a coronary pulmonary edema. And I'm going to I'm butchered that. But basically, it's where your heart short circuits out. Like if you think about like a power surge. Yeah. Just like that. Lights out. Boom. His mom went to wake him up and could got no response. And I'm at work. Um, I get a knock on the door, go to the front door. Three police officers are standing there. They say, the chaplain, they say, Mr. Manion, we need you to sit down. And I'm like, oh, you know, you, your mind starts racing because it's like, right. and this is the chaplain. So you're trying to think of everything like my parents, you know, what happened. And then they, they say, hey, you know, I tell you what happened. I just, I was sitting in a chair and I just fell forward on the floor. I mean, it was a, you know, pretty, uh, pretty That's intense. devastating. Moment. Yeah. So he, so the, yeah. he was 18 and this was after, he would be, he would be the divorce. Yeah, he it was in the yeah after the divorce just started in the middle of the process he he would be eighteen this next month. Oh, so he, he was, would be eighteen. Okay. Yeah, it was sixteen. He was sixteen when it happened. So. Oh man, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah, healthy, you know, sixteen year old, and and um, you Is know, that a was that a genetic thing on one of your guys' sides, or it was just a fluke type thing? I mean, as best as it's explained to me, is it's a fluke? It's just a one in a billion thing that happens. Yeah. Um, he was at that age where like, you know, he's 16, he knows everything. Dad doesn't know anything. Mom doesn't know anything. And he mm-hmm. was, uh, see if I can say it big into the jab, maybe that's a better way to say it. And, oh, mm, yeah, and yeah. so like a month and a half after his second jab, uh, is when it happened. So I'm going to have my own conspiracy theories on it, but that's, you know, you think, uh, try to is. say it, try to say it so that, uh, YouTube doesn't take it down. Do yes. You think it, it, it's related somehow to, to the, to the jizz app. <laughs> <laughs> to the jizz app. Yeah. It's uh, so sad that we can't even talk about it though. Right. You know? yeah. yeah. I don't want you to get canceled. So, so I was trying to be careful about how I say it, but I mean, yeah. you got a healthy, you got a healthy 16 year old male that goes to bed healthy and uh, his heart short circuits out with no other previous heart issues and no hereditary issues in the family. Mm-hmm. Um, as yeah. far as for that type of condition. So, I mean, it gets your mind as a parent that 
doesn't really matter what the answer is, right? I mean, yeah, it doesn't change it, it, the it outcome. Ends the same, yeah. Right. So, I mean, you got you got to get over it and live past it. So, that happened in the middle of of the divorce process, um, and then the divorce went on, you know, for another year before it finally got finalized. After that, so two and a half, almost three years of of battle, and um, it was kind of funny because I would tell my attorneys, I'd be like, "Okay, we have a court date set. We're a week out." We know something's going to happen. We don't know what it is. They're going to come up with a new allegation, a new accusation um, to postpone it. And that happened like and it was like clockwork. Two, three days every single time before court. Boom. Something else new would come out. And so that that drug on. I um, just to uh, be preemptive about it. I went and did um, they do like this uh, psychological evaluations. So I went through a whole psyche eval. I wasn't court ordered to do what I did it myself. Uh, I went through a whole forensic eval. Uh, I, po- I was polygraph tested, whole whole process just to make sure. Cause after the first allegation, I'm like, I told my attorneys, I'm like, there's gonna be a bunch more. I know how she works. So there's mm-hmm. gonna, we need to be prepared. So we went through this whole process to have all this evidence stacked. I mean, I had DHS come through my house to do four or five different inspections. They like knew me on first name basis. They'd knock on the door and I'd be like, ah, come on in, you know? And I was open and transparent and every single thing was proven uh, false, but it was just, it's just a good weapon to use because it takes time and and energy and money away from you because you got to go through the whole thing to go clear it. And they got to do an investigation that takes, you know, 60 days and then, okay. And then you get into that court date set and um, just a good way to. Have you ever seen the documentary? I think it's, I think it's uh, Divorce Inc. I think mm-hmm. it's called. Yep. And they basically talk about how all of that stuff, all that stuff, uh, you know, it, it, you know, having um, someone come in and, and representing the kid. Yep. Right. But that that attorney is uh, basically working for the opposition's attorney, yep. and yep. they can charge you whatever you, they want, and yep. you can't ask them for itemized lists because, uh, hey, that's a ter- attorney client privilege, and they yep. just. It's all bullshit. And um, yep. yeah, I, I, I didn't have to do all that. Luckily, uh, the biggest the biggest fight I had with my my ex-wife was uh, custody of the kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Like what, what are, I wanted 50 50. Yep. She wanted full custody. And then yep. how much yep. money I, I uh, alimony I had to pay her. Right. Like that was really the big thing was she was really trying to get the max. Yeah. And um, yeah. so so I had to pay something like seven hundred dollars to have a vocational assessment done on her mm-hmm. just so that like I have this paperwork showing like, no, she yeah. can get a job. You yep. know, she's qualified to work and not make you know minimum wage. And, yep. um, and it's just it's sad that you have to go through all that stuff because it, it's not innocent till proven guilty in nope. the family court system. You know, no, in the, in the family court system, when, when you walk in there, unfortunately, and I know they're making some changes, um, but yeah, you're, you're kind of guilty until you prove that you're innocent. You got, as a father, you have to prove your qualification as a parent, Yeah. as a mom, and, and especially in the rural states. I mean, you got to be, they got to catch you with a needle in your arm, you know, to be, to, for anybody to really do anything about it. Um, and that's just kind of the way it is. They're seeing some changes. The, the father's rights movement is a good group. Uh, they push a lot of legislation. Missouri just passed a law this year for 50, 50 is the starting point. Arkansas did last year, about five or six States now that have 50, 50 is the starting point. There's no argument unless you can prove some, you know, massive 
abuse issue and it has to be proven that's what you get so there's, yeah. there's nothing to argue about that so yeah that's and that's a good that's i think that's a good rule you know 50 50 defaults unless uh mm-hmm. there's some there's some kind of abuse that can be proven or one parent just can't do 50 50 right like because out here out here uh it's probably the same out where you're at there's a lot of people where the men work in the oil fields yep. so so a lot of times these guys are gone. They're just mm-hmm. gone like six months of the year. You can't do 50-50 when you're gone half the year. You right. know, it yep. just doesn't, it just doesn't, it's not, it just doesn't work. So, uh, you know, sometimes there's guys uh, that are in those types of uh, p- uh, professions. Right. And they just don't get awarded the custody that they want. And it's just like, well, you know, what do you, you know, what do you expect? But, but yeah, if, otherwise, if you have like a normal, you know, nine to five job and you, you're home all the time, there's zero reason why there it shouldn't be 50-50. You know? Yeah, and 50-50 is where I wanted. I didn't care about materialistic things. I don't care about – I'm not going to fight over a couch or a refrigerator. Yeah. I mean, who cares about that crap? I'll go – you know, I mean, I wasn't really that concerned about money. I know how to make money. I can make money again. It's not a big deal. Um, I wasn't going to fight over the house or equity. I just None of that stuff really mattered to me. Uh, but time with the kids was, was really important, and I didn't have a yeah. problem paying fair child support. I mean, I was a vastly um, – larger earner for our you know entire marriage so i understood there was going to be a disparity even you know no matter what so i had no problem with that uh i ended up the custody splits very strange so my our middle son um he lives with me all the time uh he goes and sees his mom a couple times a month maybe six 12 hours a month total and i get to see my daughter some on the weekends every other weekend not nearly as much as i want but um it is kind of how it worked out are those your only two remaining kids then yeah yeah my so, son's six, 16, my daughter's 12. So daughter lives with mom most yep. of the time and son lives with you. How did that end up that way? <laughs> it, is a, it is a crazy thing. Um, you mentioned earlier about the kids having attorneys. The G, guardian ad litems is what we call them here. I assume that's what everywhere else is. But yeah. um, my son was such a proponent to wanting to stay with me and live with me that you know, he voiced that concern to the judge and to the guardian ad litem, like, and to anybody who would listen. And he talked to them privately. So it wasn't like I'm over here coaching them or anything like that. I mean, they did that all. He, you know, had his own, uh, he has his own counselor, uh, own therapist, you know, already set up. So I could be like, Hey, he's already been talking to them for two years now, whatever. So that they could speak on his behalf as well. And that gave him a decision. My daughter, they, they, um, they utilized her some for, some of the allegation junk, they just couldn't get my middle son to agree. He's like, that never happened. And he would tell them, you know, that's crazy that those things never happen. And my daughter would just shut down. She would just, you know, freak out. She couldn't say anything. She would just shut down completely. And mm-hmm. so they're just like, okay, well, you know, we, you know, we'll let her go here and kind of do that way. Um, it's a really confusing split, but at the end of the day, um, that was just kind of the proposed terms and it wasn't like it was going to change or get any better. And, and after three years, I'm like, listen, my, you know, my daughter was eight when it started, she's getting ready to turn 12. You know, my, my son was 13, 12, 13 years old when it started, he's driving a truck now. So it's like, at some point in time, you just gotta be like, all right, this is how it's going to be. Yeah. I'm going to survive. I'm going to move on and, and just go on. Yeah. I think like it, sometimes, uh, sometimes guys get to a point where they just are like, okay, I, I just need to know how we're going to move forward. Exactly. Exactly. And then you just, you just deal with it. And hopefully, you know, when the kids uh, are adults and, 
you know, they, you know, go on their own path, find their, yep. their own self-help stuff, you know, and then, and then go back and reach out and you can sort of rekindle things later. That's like the, sometimes, unfortunately, that's the best you can hope for in these yeah. situations, you know. You're spot on, I, you know, and again, after, after three years and tens and tens of thousands of dollars and, you know, countless amount of hours into it, it's just like, all right, you know, I need to be able to move forward with my life. I got my son, him and I are going to be solid. We have a, he's a best teenager you could ask for him and I have a fantastic relationship. We're solid. I'm going to get time with my daughter. I'm going to make sure I, I bring that positive influence whenever I have her. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's, you know, we're going to move forward with this and, and go on with life. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, that's, that's, uh, that's a reality. That's like modern, modern, uh, you know, relationships yeah. nowadays. It doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Uh, once like, once, you know, like we sort of learn this stuff, mm-hmm. we learn how to pick b- women better. We learn how to lead relationships better, but yep. Jesus Christ, dude, I had no idea what I was doing when I got married. Uh, <laughs> no. How old were, how old were you? When Still, you yeah, great question. I got married two months before my 19th birthday. Oh, dude. My my oldest son was born the day before my twenty first birthday. Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, I so, I thought I was mine was bad. I thought mine was bad, dude. I yeah. got I got married uh, at twenty, mm-hmm. and uh, and I yeah I wasn't I wasn't old enough to to buy the alcohol for the reception. My nope. my my now ex wife was three years older than me though, so she bought all the alcohol. My and, my ex wife is three years three three years older than me as well. Yeah. Yeah. So man, man, how retarded were we? Right. Like, you know, it's funny because like my grandparents on both sides got my got married when they were 18. My grandpa and grandma on my dad's side, like he signed her out of high school when they ran away together when she was like 17 and he was 18. Yeah. Uh, My dad. All these romantic stories. Like, yeah, my mom and dad got married at 18, you know. Um, so it's just like it's just all my family is is like, all right, I just grew up here and that stuff. So it didn't really sink in at the time looking back i'm like if i could go back and slap my 18 year old self around i would you know i wouldn't have listened though no 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 and that's yeah that's what my my upcoming book's all about yeah all the stuff i wish i knew but i I wouldn't have listened uh yeah especially that man because i i was i was in a similar situation you know like my it wasn't like it wasn't that like my my parents were all all eloping and my grandparents did that but uh my parents got married uh, a little bit later in life. I think my dad was 29. My mom was 28, you know? And so, you know how girls start getting when they're like, you know, oh, yeah. start reaching that uh, phase. And so, so my mom was realizing that, you know, she wasn't getting any younger. And so my parents, uh, they, I think they were only together for like three months before my dad proposed or something oh, stupid. Man. They're still together, but they're fucking miserable. I talk about that a lot. Yeah. And um, another thing, too, was that when I was in high school, you know, I, my parents were kind of old, you know, it, like they were mm-hmm. they were like in their mid to late 40s when I was in high school. And I just like I just f- felt like they, they had no idea what it was like being a teenager and they couldn't, I, you know, they couldn't relate to me. And we just butted heads all the time. And so I was like, no, I'm going to have my kids younger so that yep. when my kids are teenagers, like I'll, I'll have a better understanding of what it's like. I don't, now that I'm older, I don't think it fucking matters. It's just that my parents, uh, they, they didn't want to look at reality. 
You know what I mean? Like right. they were doing the same dumb shit that I was doing when, when I was in high school, but yeah. they were like, Oh, we're just going to clamp down on him. So it doesn't happen. Like that doesn't work. You know, nope. like you no. gotta, you gotta look at what you were doing as a teenager and why you were avoiding talking to your parents about stuff. And it was like, yep. Oh, it's because they threatened me with punishment if I came to them with anything. So why would yep. I go to them? So I didn't yeah. do that with my kids and my daughter. She's doing great. You know, she just graduated high school. Yep. She's not pregnant. I think I did my job. Thank you. Internet, nope. you know, no. yeah. <laughs> simple goals, but, uh, but yeah, man, like, so if I, yeah, if I could, I was, I was really just like rushing towards that white picket fence though. Like yep. I just was, you know, in high school, I had, uh, like two major girlfriends in high school. Those, those relationships lasted six months or seven months. I think I talked about that in my Batman origin story episode. Uh, that was a long-term relationship for me, right? Six months right. or seven months was like forever in high school. And I thought I was going to marry both girls. You know, like, you, like I was just that romantic guy that was like every relationship mm-hmm. I had, oh, she's the one. She's the one. And, yep. uh, man, yeah, I was rushing for that white picket fence. And God bless what a mistake that was, you know? And, I, and, yeah. it, 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 and, and it's not like, you know, marriage by itself is – fine I, I wouldn't do it again but y- you have no idea what you're doing you know like <laughs> none zero you're you're an you're an 18 year old 19 20 year old idiot uh yeah. every, every guy out there i'm sorry if you're 18 to 20 years old you're an idiot there is so much you don't know you cannot comprehend how much you don't know you're just a walking erection at that you're, age. you're <laughs> just a, you're just an idiot uh exactly yeah. i my son's 16 like i said he's great kid but everyone's all be like listen you're 16 buddy the amount of wars and battles i've fought in my lifetime you know you you can't comprehend what i'm trying to tell you but yeah but uh, he's a great and i have rules for him i'm like you know dating rules advice rules i'm like talk about you know wait until you're 25 before you even try to get a serious girlfriend like don't worry about girls don't don't do any of that kind of stuff i've got this whole thing i preach to him all the time and you know he seems to have it down pretty well I only have three rules for my kids. Uh, let's see if I can remember them. It's uh, be a good listener. Yep. Uh, think before you act and and do what I tell you to do the first time. That's there you it. go. If I right. ever lose my shit at my kids, it's because they violated one of those three rules. That's right. Three house rules. Pretty simple. That's it. That's it. That's it. And when they were when they were really little, and when we first got uh, split up, I had those rules like printed out in their bedrooms. Yeah. And then if they if I lost my shit at them. I would be like, go in your room and read the rules. Read your rules. Go read the rules. And then like, I just have them sit in the room and read the rules. And then after I had time to chill out, I'd go in there and be like, okay, which one of these rules (laughs) did you not follow here? And uh, I I tried to do that kind of thing because my my dad was a dick, man. My dad was, uh, he would like blow up at me. Like just, he was having a bad day, just completely lose his shit at me. Not even apologize for it, you know? And it was just yeah. like, I have no idea what I did wrong, you know? Uh, and he never sat down and talked to me like, okay, this is why, you know, this is why I lost my shit. I shouldn't have lost my shit, but this is why, you know? So I tried, I tried to do better, you know? That's all, that's all you can That's do. all we can do, right? That's all yeah. we can do, try to do better. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, in the process of going through, uh, back to kind of how I found the, this stuff, is in the process of going through that, um, I kind of had my version of, of Red Pill Chick. Uh, in that. And, um, and, and I was like, man, I've got, there's, I'm just missing too much here. Like 
there's I'm, I'm following the same habits, you know, that that uh, Mr. Nice Guy, you know, habits and, yeah. and the, oh, I'm going to I'm going to be the, you know, send send you flowers to work guy. I'm going to be the oh, it's your birthday. Let me make sure you have this special thing kind of guy. And, and no, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with a little bit of that. But, you know, I would just get all into that, like, you know, put put her first, put the relationship first. And that, that was a huge thing. It's funny how the more you learn this stuff and you look back at your past, you're like, Oh yeah, I see what I screwed up. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, because we it's all about it's all about holding yourself accountable and looking at what you did wrong and you can look back and be like, Yeah, I, I totally screwed that up. I've lost total frame. You know, in, in my marriage, I lost total frame. I it was all, you know, happy wife, happy life. You know, that's that was like the mantra printed in my brain. And and okay, well, I won't go hang with the guys because you know you don't want me to, or I won't go to the gym because you know that takes time away from you, or you know, mm-hmm. I won't go, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And and you just put put her first all the time. And then you look back and you're like, man, I was such an idiot. Like the more of the stuff, you know, as I learned, I'm like, God, I was such an idiot. Yeah. You know, I just I'm I'm I was just, you know, trying hard, but just in the wrong direction. Oh yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. 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 Same dude. Same. So you, uh, so after the, the divorce or at least uh, the separation, you started dating another chick and that, that was your yeah. red pill chick. Yes. Yeah. So okay. then in that process and in that process, I started, I was like, I'm going to start listening. So I started listening to watching some TikToks, and I got, um, retired goat. And, ah, uh, so I, haven't yeah. heard, I haven't heard from that guy in, in forever. Uh, I deleted all my TikTok stuff a long time ago, so I, I don't okay. pay attention to TikTok anymore. Yeah, but he, he disappeared off the fucking planet because he uh, he was doing he was doing stuff for the military. Like, I yep. think he was training SEALs or something. And uh, so he had to, like, get off all of TikTok mm-hmm. and go focus on that for a while. And then he was also working on his master's. master's I, have yeah. his, I still have a cell phone number. I should I should ping him. Yeah, see I, I read his to, but... I got his book and read his book, you know, and, and oh, kind which, of which edition I have his first edition. It's first, first edition. I mean, it, it's, it's good. The information's good, but there's a lot of like typos oh, yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, and... yeah, I got I got the first, you know, red hot edition, man. Oh, OK, yeah, I'll yeah. get him to sign it one of these days. So and I kind of started watching this stuff. That's about the time that your first TikTok ca- account got banned. Ah, he's like, okay. He's yeah. like, "Hey, go follow my 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 buddy Paul." And I was like, "All right." So I clicked on that, and and I started watching. Like at that time, I'm like, you know, family court is garbage. The system is rigged against everybody. This is all crap. You know, we you know, I started and I I love Black Scatter Scatter guy advice, but oh yeah, yeah, I'm so I still start, keep in contact with BSG. He's a good dude. Yeah, yeah, no, he's a good dude. But some of the other guys in his more of his space, you start getting down that rabbit hole. And it's a, it's not a real pleasant place to go. Um, like, you know, I like uh, Chuck daddy. He's hilarious. I don't necessarily agree with his lifestyle choices, but that's his business, but he's a fun yeah. guy. And so like, okay, those guys are cool. But then there's some other guys in that area that push a lot of, of toxic material. And so it's like, yeah. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, so I started thinking, well, I'm going to, I'm going to hold everybody accountable. I mean, I'm going to hold women accountable. I'm going to hold everybody accountable, you know? And it's like, well, women are held accountable. They have bosses and jobs. That's not how it works. Okay. You, yeah. you can't hold women accountable guys. Uh, just, just understand yeah. that right now. Bosses do not hold women accountable. Okay. No, there is always, a, uh, there's no accountability. That is not how it works. So, Especially if they're hot, if they're hot, oh. They're getting passes left and right. They're getting they're, they get job offers just because they have tits. They have, you yep. know, it's, exactly. it's it, it is just that's just the way it is, you know. And you're that's not right. going to change that, you know. And so I kind of went a little, you know, a little bit that direction, and I was like, 
and this is not me. This is negative. Like this is not how I really view the world. And uh, so I, you know, start finding more of your content. You, you know, you recommended, um, you know, three percent man. You're doing like one of your jogs, and you're like quoting something from Corey's book, and you're out running with your headphones on. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I'll get into that. And so, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Glover's books, um, No More Mister Nice Guy, and Dating Essentials for Men. You're Dating Essentials for Men. I probably got at least 12 reads into atomic attraction. I've you know, read 10, 12 times. So mm-hmm. I've kind of, you know, made the same Trinity uh, kind of my core. And I've, I've read a bunch of other books, you know, down the list too, yeah. um, that were really important. And so I started getting into that, that space a little bit more. And the, the real thing that people, and you say it all the time is it makes your life so much better. That's the key. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, you know, I was working on, you know, mental health, emotional health before, like when the voice first started, but getting into more of the material and understanding things, not just women's nature, but just nature and everyone's nature in general, it makes you better at work. It makes you better with your boss. It makes you better with people you interact with. It makes you better with your friends. Your life changes exponentially when you when you understand more of this i mean the red pill gets a lot of negative condensation from it because like oh it's just you know fashion it's not a religion it's not a cult right it's just an understanding it's just being uh, awake to kind of what the world is and what it isn't and how you can utilize that and and how you can let go of of outcomes of expectations and just say okay this is what it is this is what it cannot be and you're you're going to enjoy things so much better. It's it's so freeing when you're like, this is just how it is. You know, fe- and female nature. This is what female nature is. This is what female nature can't be. So stop trying to make it something that's not. Yeah. And you know, when you learn to, hey, you're just a better, happier person to be around. You know, your life gets so much better when you put that ROI investment into yourself. You know, your, your ROI when you're investing in yourself is so much better. I and mean, what's that saying? Like, you know, you'll always lose money chasing women, but you'll never lose women chasing money. You mm-hmm. will never be disappointed that you took that time to invest in yourself mentally, emotionally and physically. I'm stronger today than I've ever been in my life. Mm-hmm. And it's like my life got exponentially better. And, and a lot of that's just really understanding this material and going through the growth process that it takes. Yeah, what, one of the things um, that I found that I started doing a lot better outside of women, but it, it applied, was uh, being more direct on setting plans with people. Yeah. You know, Great like point. if like like for instance, if I'm uh, if I'm going to set a uh, a meeting up at work, I'm like, we're having this meeting at noon. Yeah. Right. Before it's like, well, well, when can when can we do that? You know, it's like yep. you, you get you get all this wishy washy shit, and uh, and you find that if you know, like you start being more direct with the stuff, yep. and people appreciate that more. You yeah. know, um, you talked about me running. Uh, I was I was out running today, and I I you know one of my Patreon guys, uh, one of my my premium Patreon guys, he he was uh he was really down in the dumps the other day, you know, and he's just. He, he's just like, man, you know, I'm just so tired of this, you know, like, you know, whatever. And I was just like, dude, you need to snap out of this shit. You know, like you need to be your own hype, man. You need to figure out how to uh, like hype yourself up. And so, and so I was, just, you know, when I'm out running, like my, 
yep. you know, my, my thoughts are free to sort of wander on shit. And I just had this epiphany, like, dude, what did you do? You know, what did you do after Red Pill Chick that really helped you sort of build your confidence and stuff? And I was like, I ran, I ran a fucking marathon, you know, like I, I set a goal to run a marathon and yeah. I was like, I was like, you know what? Guys do so much better when they, they, uh, they set a goal to goal. do something fucking challenging. And like, you don't have to win the marathon. You don't have to be like first place, but most people can't run a marathon. 1% of the population can run a marathon. I'm like, I finished that shit, you know, yep. just finishing, you know, that's one of those participation trophies. That's like acceptable. I think, you know, yeah. like, dude, you know, so I, so I immediately stopped running and I, I sent a message to this guy. I was like, dude, you need to figure out, like something that you could do. You don't have to run a marathon, but you need to find something challenging that you can set a goal for that when you succeed at it, you'll be like, holy fuck, I did that. You know? Yeah, spot and, on. Yeah, because guys guys need stuff like that. And, and you only sort of get to that conclusion when you study this stuff. You know, like guys mm-hmm. need need that adversity and, and goals and achieving those goals. And that's what gives them the confidence. You know? And you're in a big part of that is, is really finding something physical. I mean, it's hard to be depressed when you're at the gym, mm-hmm. you know, or you're going for a run or maybe you're playing basketball or you like to swim, whatever it is. Um, I'm a big proponent of, yeah, group sports are important, but really find an activity that's just you and, and your mind against pushing your physical, like it, for instance, running. If you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to run this, this pace for this long and I'm going to set my mind to it. And I'm really going to focus on that or, or lifting. I got back into lifting uh, during the divorce process. And, you know, I really focused on being, I want to do the 1200 club, which is 1200, three lifts, uh, 1200 pounds. So you get a bench press, deadlift and squat. Obviously, if you can break up and do four, 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 400 pounds each, one of those, you get your 1200 pounds. I can't do a 400 pound bench press, but um, so you get yes. it. Yeah. But, you, just, <laughs> you know, you break that up. And that was a great way for me to focus. Cause I'm like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to focus on, lifting these weights i'm going to focus on getting stronger i'm going to focus on getting to this goal and the only thing stopping me there doing that is when your mind says oh you know let's not do it today or let's quit today or you get those yeah. self-limiting release those executive board members in your head like dr glover talks about and you sound will say oh i can and you push through that and you train your mind to push through that discomfort i mean you're a runner you know there's plenty mm-hmm. of times your body's like screw you. I don't want to go another mile, you know, and you're like, no. And you set that pace or, you know, you're running that time and you're pushing through that. Uh, My son and I, we do a 5k and for you runners, a 5k is a joke, right? It's like, that's a warm up. That's a warm up. Yeah. It's a warm up. And so uh, (laughs) we'll compete in our age groups every year for it. And it's just, it's just something fun. So it's in the summer we switch our training over. I switch my training over from lifting to running and yeah. I'm not a runner. I, I, you know, I, I don't enjoy necessarily running, but I enjoy the process of it. And I'm like, I enjoy watching myself get faster, get better at it. And then I always tell myself like, why do I quit running? Like I love going for a run in the evening time. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so much around the humid Oklahoma where it's hundred degrees with 95 freaking humidity out there, you know, and you're yeah. sweating to death. I'm sweating. I'm soaking through my shirt and I'm like, I like this. Why don't I run more often? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I hate I fucking hated running when I first started doing it. And it was, it was really red pill chick that got me into running. And the thing is I, I got really into running and she was the kind of chick that, you know, like that was her thing. And so now I got better at it than her. Yeah. And now she's just what she quit, you know, and it was just like, you know, mm-hmm. she was so competitive that way. Uh, but it was just like, well, fuck you. I'm better at it. You know, so, 
<laughs> so yeah. I, I kept doing it. It's my thing now. And now I, I now I absolutely love doing it. And uh, yep. it's funny because, yeah, I was, I was running today. I went to go drop my car off to get uh, to get work done. And I was like, uh, I use that as an opportunity to go on my run. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I gotta be down here for an hour anyway. Might as well go for my run. And so I, so I dropped it off and I was like, well, I'm going to go on my run. And I, and I left, come back. It was like a five mile run. Yeah. And the late, the lady called me in the middle of the run to ask, you know, say, Oh, you need uh, this and this done. You want it done? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll be back. I'm, I'm out running. And she's like, okay. And I get back and I'm, I'm drenched in sweat, sweat. But, yeah. but I'm, but I'm not breathing hard and stuff. And she's like, how far did you run? And I was like, Oh, five miles. And she goes, you're not even breathing heavy. And I go, no. <laughs> yeah. I saw one of your posts where you're like, oh, my, my leisurely pace. Like you oh, like, I was, I was just fucking around with Glenn though. Cause you went like five, 5.6 or whatever it was miles. It was like my, my leisurely little pace. I'm like, I hate you, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I was just like, it's a, just a warm up. Yeah. yeah. But you know what, when, when I was doing uh marathons, that was a warm up. you know, it got to the point where uh, we were doing, we were doing these like 14 mile runs on the weekend. Mm-hmm. So just, just doing like six miles or seven miles was easy, you know? Yeah. And um, yeah. So by the time it was marathon time and when you're running, you know, 26 miles or whatever, it's like, you know, 10 miles is nothing, you know, right. at that point. But yeah, man, I'll never do that again. That, that, that was talk about pain, dude. Like after I was done, like I couldn't, I could barely walk when it was done. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I did it. Like I finished. I didn't quit. So, right. Um, I mean, you push through it, and you can always say that, right? No, like you said, how many people can say they they did a marathon, right? You yeah. can always say that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's so, that's so important, though. Like you know, there's a big emphasis in the red pill space on lifting, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm like one of the few guys out there that I'm like, lift, yeah, lift, lift's good, you know. But but if you don't like lifting, because some guys right. don't. Right? right. I'm like, just fucking do something physical, you know, go, if you really like bike riding, go be a bike rider, be the next Lance Armstrong, you know? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've got to find something that you can be consistent at something yeah. that you enjoy doing. If, if you hate lifting, you know, you're not going to do it. It's like, if you hate running, I mean, now you might get into it and like a little better, but find things that you like to do, bike, swim, play racquetball, pickle. It doesn't matter. Yeah. find things that you enjoy doing and then that can be your basis and you can always build off that and try different things maybe you want to lift maybe you want to run maybe you want to like you you know you change it up you're doing you did the ddp yoga mix it up yeah. do some different things sure do that but you're always going to have that base thing that you enjoy doing that no matter what you you can get up anytime and go do that find yeah. those things and you'll be able to stick with it for a lot longer you'll make that part of your, your discipline. And when it becomes part of your discipline, you know, you can stick with your routine, build that routine, find the things. I like to lift. I like the hurt. I like to be, you know, rep nine and my arms are screaming and says, you know, quit, don't go another one. And then you, you just get those last couple reps and you throw some cheater reps in there and then maybe you drop it to a, a different set and you do some, do some different reps at a different angle and you push that body and you're, you're just, your body's screaming to stop and you find another couple reps somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I love doing that. And, yeah. you know, I, I love pushing through that pain and, and feeling that burn and that hurt and being able to get to that burn stage in reps and just hold that as long as you can, yeah. you know, but I'm, I'm crazy like that. Well, it's good. It's good. Crazy though. Uh, you know, when, it, when it comes to running, one thing that, uh, so I have a, a, a running 
partner, sort of. She's yeah. been very, very fucking flaky, flaky lately, mainly because yeah. it's been hotter and shit here. And she's like, I can't. I, it, 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 what does she say? It fucking destroys my soul when oh. it's like that hot out. And I'm just like, suck it up, bitch, you know? But yeah. But anyway, Tyreen, that's her name. Tyreen, yeah, yeah. uh, she, when we go running, she, by the time we're near the end, she just like, she just wants to quit. She just wants it to be over. And I always do pull this bullshit where I, ca- I call it, uh, I call it uh, uh, space time. I go, hmm. space time, Tyreen. We got to go space time. And she's like, no, not space time. I go to fucking space time. Oh. And, 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 and it's like, I'm dead, but I'm pushing myself to sprint. And mm-hmm. I want to sprint the last little leg. And, um, and I call it space time because if you ever watch uh, the Justice League movie, uh, if, especially if you watch the one where I think it's the Snyder, the Snyder versus version of it, but have you seen it? I have not. No. Okay. Well, spoiler then, but, uh, so Sorry. don't listen, don't listen. Uh, so there's a, at the, near the end, uh, the bad guys win, right? So they go to blow up the entire world and fucking flash like this is his chance to be a big superhero, big, big hero, yeah. right? So he fucking like gets all ready, and then he goes so fucking fast that he breaks the space time barrier and reverses time. Yep. So when I say space time to Tyreen, that's what I mean. Like we're gonna go so fucking fast right now that we're gonna break the space time continuum, and she's just like, "You're fucking stupid." <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you have that run with uh, with Nurse Chick, and, she, and you're like close to the finish line or whatever, and you're yeah. like, you know, pull her, pull her along the finish line, like we're gonna get here and like yeah, yeah. pull her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because she she's not a runner. She's a she's a she's a you know yeah. she's a bodybuilder. Yep. And so she goes to the gym and she, you know, she's in great shape. You know, I, I posted a picture of her abs the other day. You can, mm-hmm. I can wash my shirt on her abs right now. It's beautiful. Uh, but, <laughs> but she's not a runner, right? So she doesn't, she doesn't do the cardio and, and but she agreed to do a, a 5k mud run with me this year. And we, we ran it and I ran it at her pace. So we weren't, we weren't doing space time or nothing stupid, but, uh, we got down to the end and there was about 20 yards to the finish line. And I was like, we're doing space time now. And, and she did not want to do space time. And I, I just grabbed her hand. I was like, it's right fucking there. And I just, <laughs> just struck her across the finish line. Yeah. You got to do that sometimes. You know? Hey, you, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Right. But she signed up uh, when we were at the, uh, my desert rat six K race. Uh, she signed up. She signed up for six for the Desert Rat six K next year. So we're we're in, and she's she's got to start training because it's a uh, it's well it's not a six it's a it's a uh, a ten K race. Yeah, oh, six, six miles, ten K. She's never ran that fucking far before. So after her bodybuilding competition, she's going to start training for running. Yeah, and uh, when she can eat, when she can actually eat carbs again. <laughs> well, she she could she could do it now. Her her her, her uh, trainers actually want her to eat carbs, but she just her body does better on on keto, so she yeah. sort of disregards them and, and still does the keto thing, and that pisses them off. But whatever, you know. Some people aren't on board with the keto thing, but uh, you know, it works for us. works Works good for us. Yeah, whatever works. Yeah. Man, we went off on some tangents here. I had a whole bunch of questions I didn't even get to. Um, let's see. <laughs> let's get, let's good get stuff. Back to good stuff. Yeah, let's get back to this. Uh, so when you were, you were talking about three um, percent man and looking back on things and um, 
you're realizing like, oh crap, you know, I did that. I did that wrong. Like I, every time I read the, the, like the first sort of opening chapter of 3% man. And he asks, has this ever happened to you? Has a ever said this to you? I I'm always just going, yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. yes fuck. Yep. Yeah. Um, every time it's still, I, you know, 21st read every time I listen to that, I go, yep, that's happened. Um, so <laughs> that being said, what was the last aha moment reading through percent man? Yeah, for me, it's just really, really good reminders. It's like little things like, oh, yeah, you know what? Stay off the phone. It's so easy to get. I, I think that's probably the last time I went through it is like, I know it's a little thing, but it's like, it's so easy to be on your phone. It's so easy to text or say something back. And it's like, next thing you know, you, you look down and you get like a stream of like text messages and you're like, oh. Yep. And so I, I, as soon as I got to that part in the book, I was like, yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. I got to call myself out on that. You know, I've gotten lazy. Yeah. I gotten lazy over here where it's just like, you know, I feel like I got this stuff on lock sometime and you get in cruise control and you're like, Oh, and it takes are, back, takes you, back. Are you in a relationship now or no? Or you're spinning plates or what? Spinning plates when it, when it works. I mean, like we said earlier, um, when you, you know, you get this of uh, building a better life, Dr. Glover calls it building a great cake of a life, mm -hmm. but what's cake without icing? Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I prefer the Sunday analogy. You know, you get, you got your hot fudge and your ice cream and your nuts, and your chocolate. And it's like the whipped cream cherry on top, you know, like a relationship can is wonderful, can be wonderful, but I've also got a great life set up. You know, my son and I, you know, we do all kinds of fun stuff together. We travel, we do, we do places, you know, I've got him for a couple more years where he goes off to college. He's a big soccer player. So, you know, we're traveling around doing that stuff and, you know, we love to hunt fish, be outdoors camp. And so I, I built, built a really great life mm -hmm. um, that it's like, okay, well, you know, if, if I'm not driving hard, so yeah, I spend plates. I've, I've got a couple, um, you know, girls that I date or talk to right now and, if that falls off and it's like, okay, you know, do I want to build the pipeline back up again? I will, but I'm also not, not in a hurry. It, it, I don't mean to sound egotistical about it, but I've gotten at the point where understanding how the numbers and stuff work and how to put it together. It's like, okay, if I want to build that pipeline back up, you know, I used to do uh, insurance sales for a little while. And like, I learned really quickly how to build your network and your pipeline up and how to keep those leads and stuff flowing. And so you just kind of take that same principle and, and extrapolate those, those rules. Like you talked about your direct selling before. And, mm -hmm. you know, if you can, you just take that, it's the same type of, it's the same scenario. I mean, yeah. I, I pulled it up. I pulled it up and I was like, okay, I haven't been on Tinder in a little while. Like what, what's my uh, likes? I've got 70 likes. And I've got five or six likes over here on the other one, five or six likes on a different one, five or six likes over here in the Facebook one. But like, okay, I got 95 leads right now. If I really want to go, like, do I really want to work that and, and make a time? Sure. Um, and you know how it is. Like, I mean, I'm not going to break down the numbers, but you know, you get your leads and you get your responses and a girl responds and you get a conversation going, you break, you start breaking it all down. You're like, okay, there's like five date potentials here. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I think. That's what uh, guys get frustrated with the most, though, is it's like it, it's a sales funnel, which means mm -hmm. you're not going to get every fucking sale. You're just nope. not, and uh, but you're not going to get any sales if you don't talk to all these people, you know. Yep. So, so you're you're just sort of whittling it down to the people that are willing to buy. Yep. And and that's all it is. And so, and, but every guy, every guy, when they talk to chicks online, they they they're like, she's the one. She's the fucking one. She's yep. the one. It's like, no, none of them are the one yet. None of them are the one. Don't, don't get one-itis. 
There's no yeah. such thing as the one. Don't don't get the don't get the sniper mentality. And you know, build if you really want to build a, a portfolio or build a, a rotation of plates. You know, you can do that if you really want to do it and work it. I mean, this the stuff as Dr. Glover says, the stuff works if you work it. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you understand a material enough and you go out there and work it and you've got some, you know, you got a good uh, profile and you got some good picks and you got some good openers and you can hold a conversation and you learn, learn to look for those open doors, you mm-hmm. know, like if it's just not there and it's the conversation you're trying to pull a con- ditch and move on, you know, yeah. find the ones that are high interest. Oh, hey, let me send you my snap. Let me send you my Facebook. Let me send you this. Let me give you my number. And, you know, without even asking for it or even like, hey, can I get your number? And you get like, here's all my contact stuff. Oh, great. That's open doors, guys. Like that's, you know. That's Most girls, girls don't just do that. Like that's, yeah. she's not just being nice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. To, you oh, know, here's my mom's number just in case I'm not available. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You want me to be able to get a co- in contact yeah. with you. I get it. Yeah. Corey yeah. says that in his book, you know, if she's giving you her snap and her Facebook address and her Instagram story, then here's my number and here's my work number. And yeah. okay. You know, that's, you know, that's a high level of interest. You know, if you're like, you know, can I get your number? Well, I don't really get my number out. Okay, you know what? No, no problem. I understand, you know, but that's that's a, that's kind of a closed door, you know, move on. If you've bannered back, you know, 15, 10, 15, 20 times, whatever, and you go for that number and you get that kind of response, then move on, the low interest. You know, yeah. don't don't pound on that closed door. There's a plenty of other, you know, the bus are 15. Even out here in rural county, you still get a bus. Uh, there's still buses. Yeah, there, there's buses. They, they, they're, they're, they're commuter buses. So, <laughs> let's talk about that. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's no cold approach to the cow pasture. Are, are you, um, are you in a city or are you like out in the outskirts? You said you're in a small town, right? Yes. So, I mean, town's like eleven thousand people. Okay, so. Uh, the dating pool is pretty shallow where you're at or dating pool is shallow. Like you're not, there's no such thing as a singles bar out here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, there's not really any, there's bars inside the casinos. We have a lot of Indian casinos. Oh, okay. There's bars inside a casino there, but if you're, if, if you're going into the Indian casino eight o'clock to pick up some girls, man, you've got to really change your standards. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) They might might be on oxygen, you know, you know, (laughs) got a walker. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah. That was, so, that's so my area out here is largely like retirement area. Mm-hmm. There's people my, my age and, and younger out here, but they all commute for work. Yeah. You know, so they're never around town. Anytime I go out, it's always old people, you know, and it's, yeah. so it's, it, there's no cold approach. There's no cold approach. And um, when I was the first time I, I was single, uh, there was absolutely no place to go. Right. I did eventually find a bar uh, it's called CB's and I go and meet up uh, with 3% brother, Matt down there. Everyone's mm-hmm. while CB's is pretty cool. If you ever go to Delta, go to CB's, uh, CB's is a pretty cool bar. And, and one night, uh, some chick invited me there and it was like Halloween. Right. And so they had, it was fucking off the chains. Right. And I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, I finally found the place. <laughs> I finally found where it's happening, where I can meet people. I go back the next week. Absolutely fucking dead. dead yep. Right. And that's and, and that's just how it is in, in small rural towns. Yeah. Like there might be one night where some place is off the chains, and then the rest of the year, it's yep. not. Uh, there was a place like that uh, this second time on the dating circuit after Red Pill Chick, and I went to uh, this town called Hotchkiss. And Hotchkiss, yeah. there was a place there called, oh, what the fuck was it? I can't remember. It was it was some kind of 
pizza, pizza and arcade place. And it was a bar, you know, it was a bar and they had an arcade in the back. You could play darts there and stuff like that. And um, I went there during the week of the county fair. And of course, like that's when it was off the chains. They, they have like a karaoke night every Wednesday. And I'm like, I finally found the place. It's karaoke yeah. night Wednesdays at, at, at this place. I go back next week, absolutely dead. And I'm like, this is, this is unbelievable. How is it that it's like this everywhere I go? Mm-hmm. And then I, I did finally find a place. It was, it's called my place down here. And that place was pretty much off the chains, uh, every week but like the the clientele that went there they were all fucking like you know corn fed chicks <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean yeah. and so i was like fuck i can't win for losing out here you know and uh, and then now now my place is closed like they they did some kind of embezzling or something and they, oh, okay. they got their business shut down but so there's literally no place to actually meet people so right. it was all dating apps it was right. all Dating apps, and then you go on a dating app, and I don't know if it's like this for you, but for me, it was a matter of, like, you go on Tinder, and there's, like, 10 chicks, mm-hmm. you know? And then mm-hmm. you go on Match, there's 20 chicks. Mm-hmm. And then you go on Bumble, and there's five. And then you go on Hinge, and there's two. And so you basically have to be on every dating yep. app to, to, to catch them all. Right. Yep. <laughs> and that's, that's just how you do it. You just have to be, yeah. literally be on every fucking possible app to cast that wide net in a, in a rural area. Yeah. So, in, in a rural area, you got to have multiple techniques that work for you. I mean, if you, if you like Corey's book and stuff, I mean, he's like in Miami and Orlando. And I mean, yeah. you know, you go down there, if I go somewhere for the business trip and you like fire up your thing on a one mile radius, it's like, there's girls everywhere. Oh yeah. Uh, here in rural country, if you, you do a one mile radius. There's no, there's no girls. There's literally nobody. Yeah. Zero. Right. So like you got to do like a 50 mile radius, you know, yeah. and to get, to get enough of a coverage. Now in my area is a little different. Like your area is really spread out. My area has a bunch of like little bitty towns all over the place. Yeah. So like, if you do like a 50 mile circle, there's like 125 little bitty towns, mm-hmm. you know, just all over the place. So, you know, you got to like <laughs> know your geography because, and I'm up in a weird location. So like I'm close to Missouri, Arkansas and Kansas and Oklahoma. So like there's, if you drew a 50 mile radius, there's like girls from all over different States all around you. Mm-hmm. And so you got to like be a little bit more strategic about how you look at it. But to your point, you got to cast a wide net. So social, uh, circles or like a, pro, a cold approach is also a little difficult in small towns because everybody knows you. Yeah. Like everybody. And that gets around real quick. Like, yeah. I mean, there's not that many, you know, necessarily options. And so if you burn through all the five options in town, like everybody knows it's like, so you've got to really be cautious about how you handle that as well. Oh, dude, I, I got a nasty story about that. <laughs> So I dated this one chick, uh, well, I, I mainly just hooked up with her like twice. There was like two separate occasions that, uh, we, we ended up like meeting on the dating app, hooked up and then split up and then got back together like a couple months later. She's one of the chicks I, I've talked about her on the podcast before where, uh, she shows like shows up to the date dressed to the nines. And then, the, mm-hmm. then she shows up at my house wearing pajama pants. Like yeah, that, that's this chick. Right. So anyway, this chick is fucked up, right? Like, chick's like totally plate spinning, you know, level. That's it. The other day, uh, this was, man, man, this is maybe last year sometime. Um, my son is next door at the neighbor's kid's house and they're playing. And one of her kids was over there playing too. 
and her kid go her kid was my son's age so so like 14 well my son's 14 now mm-hmm. she goes she goes she goes my mom fucked your dad <laughs> and i oh, and so wow. my son my son comes to me and he goes do you know what do you know what she said i go what'd she say and she goes she said that she goes my mom fucked your dad and i go why is she talking to her daughter about that kind of shit that is so weird yeah. That is so weird, but that's small town, small yeah. town fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Small town crazy, man. Small town crazy. <laughs> you could write a book on that. Small town crazy girls. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, this this chick, she was uh, just red flags everywhere, everywhere, Every, yeah. everywhere. It turned around. Just bad news. But um, man, uh, yeah, we could we could go off on that forever. Did you ever try doing like social social media game, like Benny's social media game? No, I thought about it a couple of times. Like, you know, I could do that, but it's yeah, I never have. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's a great idea, um, but it that takes a little bit of time and work and like being really strategic about it. Like, you got your girls and you like wait a week or so, and then you hit her DM up, and it's like you got to keep track of these you know, girls and friends and see if they're single and kind of stock their Facebook a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, that's a lot. I mean, it's a lot that, of time. That's why I didn't do it. Like, I know it works. I know there yeah. was plenty, plenty of guys in the original 3% man group that did it and like, you know, went under Benny's coaching and, yep. and had great success and just had just a shitload of dates from it. Right. So it's a, yeah. it's a great way to do it. Uh, and I, and, and Benny's not teaching that anymore. So I'm going to do a course later on this year on, on no cold approach in the cow pasture. And so I'm going to incorporate that into my course just for the, so that guys have an option to do it. But I never, I didn't do it either specifically for that reason, because it's like, you literally have to dedicate time every night to fucking Mm -hmm. search for chicks and then add friends, add friends. And then, then, okay, this one accepted mine. I got to keep track of this. And, and it's like, 30, 30 chicks a day you have to add mm-hmm. to your pipeline. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, out of that, you're creating your funnel, you know, as you're supposed to be doing. But it's just, it's just like, you're, you're, you're super active at it. Like you yeah. have to dedicate time to, to do all this shit. Whereas like dating apps, if you, I recommend paying for the premium version, right. you, know, you, you pay for the premium version of some of these apps and you don't have to do shit. You can, you nope. just wait until you get a notification. You go, Oh, someone like me, let's see. Oh, she's ugly. Swipe left. Go back <laughs> about my day, right? Go back like, about your day. Yep, exactly. And then, and then it's like it's no big deal. And then, uh, and then, oh, this one, she's hot. Let's swipe right on her. You know, oh, yep. cool, cool, cool opener. And then, uh, see, let's see what happens. Let's see, see what happens. happens. Yep. Hey, yeah. I mean, I think it's a great way to to really to do it. Is is you know Benny's way of doing it, but it's just again it takes too much time. And and I feel like I've got enough success and opportunities going on. Like I, it's I don't have the time to do that. Yeah. But yeah, speaking of courses, by the way, I know it's a little bit of a tangent, but I, I loved your uh, practical law of attraction course. That was you great. mean this uh, one? Oh, no, <laughs> that. give you a chance to plug it. I'll I'll take well, my. That's cut. not that, that's not why I had you on here, but uh, but I'll yeah, take you, my cut you, after the show. You did, uh, yeah. I'll just give you a little kickback. Yeah, yeah, appreciate it. So you you did take the course, right? So yep. um, did you ever watch the movie The Secret or anything? Like I that? I haven't watched the movie The Secret. I've always been a big uh, power of the subconscious mind guy. My my parents, um, you know, were very conservative religious people, and so but they always you know talked a lot about 
the law of attraction in addition to in a, from a Christianity standpoint, but it was like, you know, you have not because you ask not. Right. Like mm-hmm. that's a, that's a, you know, quote from James out of the Bible. And so it's like, you know, ask and you shall receive and you, you know, you want to be blessed. And my parents always talk about, you know, the abundance and blessing that they have in life and, you know, how abundant and how well they've been blessed all the time. Like that's just ingrained. Um, And I read some books like, you know, like the power of the subconscious mind is a good, is a good read. And so uh, I've done some uh, like emotion code stuff and some of my uh, psychological kind of work on my inner work and inner healing and stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's about, you know, dipping into your subconscious mind and and finding trapped emotions and that we could go on a huge tangent on that, but um, that's really cool. And so I've kind of always been a a law of attraction guy, but like when Glover talks about in his book, like having the uh, gratification or uh, gratitude stone and he's like you know him and his friend like you have to make yourself do it so it's like i always believed it but taking it and actually applying it into life where you're doing it every day not every once in a while not when you want something but applying it i did it with my son the other day he um he wanted to buy a truck so he's been saving up mowing yards doing work since he was 14 years old saving his own money i gave him a little bit but i said you got it you know and he worked and earned his money to buy a truck Mm-hmm. And so he's looking all the time and he finds one and the guy was kind of a jerk about it and jerked him around a little bit and the deal fell through. I said, you know what? We'll talk about this son. I said, you need to be able to ask, believe and receive. Like you got to be able to do this. I was like, we're going to talk about it. We're going to you know, focus on the truck that you want. I said, no, you can't be like, I want a brand new truck that falls from the sky right in front of me. and you don't have to pay any money for it. Like be realistic. Yeah. Let's put that down on paper. Let's talk about it. Let's look for it. And I said, and you'll get a feeling. Mm-hmm. And you'll get it. It'll be like, hey, I need to go buy this car lot over here or mm-hmm. I need to call this person or check my Facebook, whatever. And I said, follow through on those things, because that's that's the universe. That's a raindrop trying to tell you something. Yeah. So he, he comes home one day. Literally, he just checked, walked out the door to, I don't know, do something, comes back into or pulls his phone out, check, bam, truck he wants exactly just got posted. He's the first person in line, worked out perfect. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I know those things work. It's funny because like being on your show, I put on my goal board at the very beginning of this year and Mm -hmm. I play your show in in my office. Yeah. Uh, The ladies aren't crazy about you, but um, (laughs) but the guys. uh, Tell them I said hi. I told them, I said, I want to be on this podcast. I'm going to make everybody sit in my office and you're going to listen to me because I told you all I was going to be on the show and you laughed at me and you said, oh, no way. And you know, I said, I told you I was going to be on Paul's show. I want yeah. to so shout out to all the people I'm making listen to this show. So hey, I'm the boss. How's it going? I, yeah. Don't hate me, okay? I'm actually doing uh, good in this world here. I did uh, the same thing with Rule Zero. Did the yeah. same thing with Rule Zero. Right. And so it's funny you talk about like raindrops, and it's like sometimes the universe gives you raindrops, and sometimes it gives you hail drops. Like, you know, I'm like one day I'm I'm out practicing my run. I'm listening to your show, and you're like, if you haven't been on the show yet, what are you waiting for? I was yeah. like. Yeah, what am I waiting for? That's a good. That's a good question. It's here on my goal board. I look at it every day. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'll just reach out to Paul. Like for yeah. whatever reason, the universe says out. You know, this is what I want to do. So, this, um, this, in the 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 three percent brotherhood, because that's how this podcast started. It started with mm-hmm. me asking those guys that the original group. You know how did they find this stuff? Like what was, what's your journey like? Cause all, all of us have very similar journeys. 
You know, it's, right. it's, it's very funny. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of guys end up in the space cause they're trying to reattract an X. That's not our story, but that's very common too. Yep. But it's like, you know, usually it's a, uh, you know, relationship or two have gone to shit and you finally are like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> yeah. I had that conversation today with someone like guys, unfortunately, if we could get every 18 to 22 year old guy to really dig into this stuff or maybe even 16 and on, you know, teach this stuff to them early, we could save a lot. But guys have to have almost that origin story because we just don't listen until we get to a point that we're ready to receive. We're just we're just too we're just too stubborn about stuff. And we've got to have that origin story or that hit bottom that rock bottom went we're like okay i've got to make a change yeah uh, or else yep yeah so yeah uh loved your course great great stuff um it was you know really 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 worth the time absolutely recommend it if uh like so the course uh, like and i talk about it a lot but the the course is really try i try to explain it from a from a psychological perspective But if you want to understand it from a more spiritual perspective, like the like the biblical um, worldview, the the master key system is a phenomenal mm-hmm. book about that yep. because um, yeah, Hanel wrote that. He he actually brings up actual Bible verses and talks about how that applies. So, like, if you're a Christian, like I, I always say that the law of attraction goes hand in hand with any religion because it like the Mm -hmm. base layer, that's usually what they're teaching at some level, you know? And so whatever, you know, you know, books you want to put on top of that Bible, Quran or whatever, like they, they explain it in their own way, but they're all related. It's all the same stuff. So. Right. um, It it doesn't matter. I don't, it doesn't matter from a psychological standpoint is great. I mean, I'm big into that. My sister's a psychologist, you know, we talk about that stuff all the time, you know, so I'm big in the psychological standpoint of it. I just grew up in a a conservative, you know, religious home. So I understand that side of it as well. It doesn't matter. However you want to come about it. I mean, the quantum physics side, I don't, I can't understand. I'm not smart enough. And so it's like, it just works. So I know this way works. I I, I like, I like uh, studying that stuff. And that's why I like, I added the the videos in the course for Mm -hmm. that to explain the, uh, the quantum field theory stuff. That shit will blow your fucking mind. If you go down that rabbit hole, it's just Mm -hmm. like, are you like, this is amazing to to realize that uh, basically our thoughts, they're able to prove this. But like our thoughts impact the, 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 you know, what we perceive as the universe around us and our Mm -hmm. thoughts can travel at like, you know, across the universe in an instant, you know, they they call it, uh, was it spooky particle theory or something? It's like, it's mind blowing this stuff. And, uh, and people just like, they, they they brushed off like it's a woo woo magical thinking. It's like, no man, (laughs) there's, there's actual science behind this stuff. So yeah, that's why I, that's why I tried to break it down like that, like uh, from a psychological perspective, because it's it's a lot easier to understand from that, at least from that point, you know. If that, and that, that's a great part about your course, and you said it a bunch of times, like it's it's easy to understand. It's mm-hmm. also easy to go out there and apply. Like there's you, you put actual steps in there to be like, okay, here's how you do it. Walk through this stuff. Take the woo stuff out of it. You know, this is why it works. And these are the things that you need to do to make it work. And that yeah. was really helpful to me because it's like, I understand it all. I'm all in on it. It's yeah. just getting to the point where it's like, okay, actually sit down and make your goal card 
Like yeah. it's so it's so simple to do, but it's so easy to come up with like all the you know you get these stupid reasons why you don't. Your subconscious mind we get all into that about you know wanting to keep you in a safe state and not wanting you to do these things, and you yeah. get the self limiting beliefs. People think I'm full of shit, but I actually have like my, yeah. my goals. I, I I have it taped up like right here on my monitor, so yep. I can see it. You know, it's like I yep. I yeah, I, I did the stuff. same thing with like um like making your list. You talked about the other day on live, like what you're looking for in, in a in a in a partner in a person. I took like Dr. Glover's uh, like pyramid of like RGWs and you know all that stuff, and I like wrote all this yeah. stuff. I got like a whole notebook over here written out of it, and it's just it's easy just to kind of thumb through and focus on. Same thing with the goal cards. It's just like it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. It, it's like, it, but yeah, it's so simple that you're like. Man, it can't work that easily, right? But there's, it does. There's no way. There's no way. It's like it's no way. And so you're like, okay, there's gotta be more to it. And if you just do it, like it's nothing, like you say, it's nothing unless you act. Like you have to do it. Yeah. Here's the step. They're not hard steps, but no. you have to actually do it and get disciplined and do it every day and actually walk through it. And it's like, wow, it it works. Like that, it, that's one of the, one of the reasons why I say like it it it. it you can make goals so big that it'll blow your mind when you achieve them. Mm-hmm. And, and not even like, not even big goals. Right. Like I talked about in that, the list episode, right. Like why it's so important to have your list. And I was like, nurse chick literally crosses off all these lists, mm-hmm. or like all these, all these check marks, every single one. And right. the, the odds of that are astronomical to find, to find a chick that literally checks off, not just the must haves, but like all of the, 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 mm-hmm. the want to haves too. She's just like she and then she's always working on herself, too. You know, it's like she's on her own path. And it's just like this is fucking weird. You know, like this is like you ask for the stuff and this is, you know, it'll it'll show up. And it's not magic. It's just like your mind's just hyper aware to it. You know, all those guys. (laughs) <laughs> all those guys out there asking for your receipts, all they need to do is look at your relationship. I mean, the stuff that you post about, you know, you and nurse chick, it's like, that should be, that's relationship goals for everybody. Like, yeah, like that's, that's the only receipt you need. Right. It's like, yeah. Uh, man, Ryan, have you read uh frame yet? It's on my list. Okay. Uh, I, I go down everything that, that your recommend, your list re- recommendation is. Yeah. So my list just keeps getting longer and longer. Uh, kind of like you talked about before. I'm like, I'm trying to, you know, I, I got this whole list I got to go down and I'm working my way down the list. I mean, I don't know how many books I'm into now, but I try to get one a week. And so it, it's on my list. Yeah. yeah. My, my list is retardedly long yeah. too. Uh, and I like it though. Like I, I was telling a guy uh, on the live stream uh, at the time of this recording on Wednesday, like just find, find your three. Cause he was, yeah, like, I, I, got, like, I was, 30 uh, relationship books. Like, I was all, I was all, and I'm like 30 Okay, buddy. But I, I've probably read that many, you know, oh, yeah. but it's like, I, I like, I like reading that stuff and I do get, I do get new information out of some of it, you, you know. You're like the historian of the manosphere. Right? I'm not, dude. Ryan Stone really is. Uh, that guy knows everything about it and I'm, yeah. I'm just catching up, you know, but, but speaking of Ryan, like his book, he has this uh, an analogy in there and, and a lot of Ryan's stuff too, isn't original. Like it, he, he pulls all of his stuff from old uh, subreddit stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and which is nothing wrong with that. You know, he's just really good at explaining it. And there's like this whole concept of uh, a bucket on your head. Right. Mm. And so that everybody tries to tell you like, this is, this is the, the, you know, what you need to be doing. This is what you need to be doing. Mm. And this is the, 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 the key to success. Right. Yep. And he's like, how do you know which one's, which one's right and which one's not? Well, 
you look at the the guy telling you to put a bucket on your head, and then you look at his life. Is his life yep. better for having the bucket on his head? Then okay, maybe I'll listen to him. You know? <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. It's always funny because people will be yeah. like, "Well, you know, I've been married for forty years," and I'll be like, "Yeah, how How's many the of those sex? Are, how, yeah, yeah the sex. <laughs> how many of those years have been good years?" Yeah. You know, how many would you recommend marriage? Well, no, I mean, you, you know, OK, think, you know, how many of those 40 years have been good years? I mean, I had 17 years and I got three kids out of it. I mean, yeah. I consider that pretty successful. But I, you know, uh, does that mean, OK, well, you, you know, you didn't. What's marriage supposed to end in death in order to be successful? Right. There's only two ways out of a marriage. Either you got divorced or you died together. So there's right. not a lot of not a lot of options there. So what what do you consider success? And, right. and to your point, exactly spot on is like listen to that person telling you, look at their life. And that's a funny thing about this material is uh, Corey says it like you'll look around and you'll see all these other dynamics and relationships and how these people interact. And you'll pick up so quickly on whether, you know, she's miserable, he's miserable. They have a bad relationship. They're doing great. Look at their dynamics. You can, and the body language and everything changes. You can just read it and see it. Yeah. And, um, and so you, as you really learn that stuff and you can be like, oh, listen, just because you have 40 years doesn't mean you were good at it. You could be crappy at your job for 40 yeah. years just because you've been there a long time doesn't mean you're good at it. I think my parents are coming up on their 50th wedding anniversary. They fucking hate each other. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. It's like that. It means nothing. I was married for 14 years. The last seven I was miserable. I fucking right. hated her, you know. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's totally meaningless. Uh, lunch by itself, it's it's meaningless. But if you're together for 30 years and you're still like passionately having sex and you're still mm -hmm. dating and you still like, you know, are look forward to seeing that other person. That's a success, you know, right. but yeah, a uh, 30 years by itself. And that, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like time is irrelevant. Like quality yeah. is everything. And I think that's another important part about this space is, yeah. is like, uh, and Corey's book's really good about that is continuing on the relationship, right? I mean, you have to maintain frame. The relationship is, is your, your fault. You, you did a great uh, little snip out the other day about her being your piece. Like she's not your piece, dude. It's how you lead the relationship. She's going to be a direct reflection of that. So you want a quality of life. You can never stop learning this stuff. You can never stop trying to improve. You yeah. can never, you can never fall out of this stuff. Like you said before, it's why you do the podcast so you can keep the stuff fresh. Why we read all the time. You can never stop learning. You can never rest. You're, right. you're, you're always on the path of, of growth. If not, you're, you're falling backwards. Yeah. I, I got the idea for that because I was watching uh, rule zero from uh, the, at the time of this recording, it was the last one that Ryan hosted and uh I wasn't on that one because I was on a road trip. So, I, I, but I, I like, I, I'm, a, I'm still a fan. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Rule Zero. So I, I still watch it even when I'm not on it. And, uh, and they, they did a whole episode on uh, basically not, not wanting to, like, not wanting your girl to, to basically be your mom. You know, right. and I think guys, when mm. they come home and uh, they Great want stuff. their girl to be their piece, they're li they're literally asking this chick to be, you know, they want approval from their mom. They want their mom yep. to, you know, tell them everything's going to be okay. And it's like, that's not, that's not what they're there for. And, um, and yeah, it's like, man, yeah. I was like, yeah, you're right. You know, if, if, if you're properly leading, like she'll mm -hmm. treat you well, 
you know, and if, and this is part of picking a good partner too, is like, if you, you go into dating, uh, testing her ability to follow and yep. testing to see what her personality is like, and don't rush into the first chick that touches your dick, then, <laughs> right. then, uh, you, you'll be able to see, okay, well, I'm, I'm trying to lead and she's just not following my lead. Well, she's just not the right one then, you know, not right. every chick's going to follow your lead that right. that's on them. That's not on you. You know, it's, it's Baskin Robbins out there. Not every flavor is going to work for you. And you were spot on with that. I mean, that was one of the biggest revelations that I had that I, I realized I was doing wrong was do not make your woman, your therapist or your mama. Right. Oh, and, and I did the same thing. I was going, you know, I was in the you know divorce process and all this stuff was ugly and it's so easy to go negative on that. And just because you're battling it every day and, and just like, well, what am I going to do? Or, you know, how do I, you know, figure this out? I mean, I, um, like for me, I'm, I'm a hemophiliac. And so like my blood doesn't clot properly. And so you can make a huge thing about that, or you can just be like, Hey, it's just something I deal with, you know, mm-hmm. I my medication, you know, not a problem. Or you can be like, well, man, if I, if I, you know, go outside and I fall down the stairs and, you know, and it's so easy to go negative with that. And that's the thing guys entertain. You got to put a positive spin on everything don't bring your problems to your woman. Mm-hmm. I've got it. Doesn't mean you can't say, hey, I've had a tough day at work, but you know what? You've got to end that with the solution. You've talked about that a, a million times. Yeah. You've got to end everything on the positive note. You've you've got to have frame. You've got to have that I you know, steady, calm uh, presence, not get rocked. You know, don't let the world rock you. Dr. Glover says it great. She doesn't want you on her emotional roller coaster. Don't let her stuff rock you. Mm-hmm. Maintain. And that's something I did so poorly, uh, especially with, with in the red pill uh, tick, is like I would just be like just vomiting out all my all my problems, all yeah. my stress. Oh, my, I got my girl's going to be my my partner, my significant other. And I'm going to be vulnerable and I'm going to be best friends. Oh, <laughs> we're best friends. And I'm going to open up everything and. You know, guys, I mean, save that stuff for your therapist, save it for your boys. Your boys will check you better than anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, get get a, you know, a coach. You, you and I kind of differ. Get on the Patreon. We have uh, monthly Patreon. hangouts. Yeah. Monthly <laughs> hangouts. That's fun. Uh, I think there's benefits to therapy. I definitely think there's benefits to coaching. Um, find you somebody. If you're religious, get a pastor. It doesn't matter. Find you a group. Mm-hmm. Um, and and f- guys, you know, especially in today's society really miss that quality men time. You know, you talk about again with your, with the group where you don't have those boys that'll check you, you know, give you the advice, call you out. I mean, the 3% brothers gray on that. And there was some stuff today that a guy's like, Hey, you know, I don't know if you saw the messages, but like today he's like, Hey, my, you know, my girl, you know, I couldn't go on this trip with her and here's what happened. And like, there's four or five of us, you know, talking and giving you know some advice on there and it's just a great way to have discussion like you need that feedback mm-hmm. but that that you don't take your problems to your woman and i was oh i i hit myself in the head so many times when i go back over yeah. stuff i'm like oh my gosh i was the biggest whiniest simpiest i'm you know emotion vulnerable person because that's what society tells you that she yeah. wants yeah, yeah it's garbage. you know and it's just it's just garbage guys yeah i uh We'll wrap up here because we're we're like way over. But um, sorry, I, no, it's okay. I was I was I was talking to nurse chick the other day, and she was bringing me her problems, which is pretty, you know, like yeah. you sort of do want to listen to your girl's problems, Absolutely. Uh, but you don't want to solve her problems, right? And so nope. I found myself like I, I and I stopped myself right right here. I was about I was like, well, you could, yeah, 
do you want my advice or do you just want me to listen? I, I yeah. literally stopped right then. And she's read the book too. She's mm-hmm. read uh, 3% Man. So she knew exactly what was happening at that moment. But she, because she, she listens to the podcast, she knows about this stuff. She's reading a book right now that uh, brother uh, Ryan Kaufman recommended called uh, Keys to the Kingdom by Alison Armstrong. That's like mm. the woman's 3% Man. It's 3% woman. Yeah. And so, so I, I, I assigned it to nurse chick. Right. And cause I always say, Hey, I got a book assignment for you. She's reading it right now. And she's like, my mind's fucking blown right now. Like I, I understand my dad so much better now. Like, it's yeah. like, yeah, this is great. So, but yeah. So right in that moment, I was like, do you want my advice or do you want me to listen? And she, she legit thought about it for a second. She goes, you know, what? I'm just venting. I just kind of want you to listen. I was like, perfect. Glad I asked. <laughs> Right. Right. Yeah. If, if you don't know, ask. And yeah. then, and then, you know, a lot of times, you know, she just wants to be able to open up to you. Yeah. You be, you be solid, be a good listener. Um, you know, how to it's win so, friends. Influence. It's so yeah. hard not to offer solutions because there's it, always a clear solution. <laughs> so know? difficult because as men, we're logical, we're problem solvers and we yeah. want to solve our problem for our girl. Mm-hmm. Like we want to make her feel better. We want to fix it for you. Like yeah. that girl, Susie is being mean to you at the office. We, I got a great solution for her. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we want to solve the problems for her so we can yeah. take away her pain, but that's not how, how we got to do it. You know, you've got to yeah. let her vent and sit there and listen and give a little bit of feedback and pay attention because there will be yeah. a test. And I was, uh, I was giving, yeah. uh, I was giving, there's like 20 guys in the group called Matt. I was giving one of the brothers, Matt's <laughs> brothers, Matt, uh, he was, he was talking about how his girl always comes up with problems. And he's like, he's like, look, I'm a fucking alpha. I give her solutions. I'm like, you know, you've read the book, right? Like, I know you've read the book. <laughs> the book mm-hmm. clearly says not to give her solutions. Why are you doing that? I'm a fucking alpha. Like, no, 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 no. Just take a step back for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> That's Bulls, not what, that's alphas. not, that's not what she needs from you right now. No. You know, no. man, this is a great conversation. We've, uh, we've gotten way the fuck over. Uh, do you want people to find you online or do you want them to just find you in the, in the, in the group? Yeah, you can find me in the group. I'm not hiding anywhere. I mean, I put my name out there. So, I mean, if you, if you ever want someone to talk to or, or vent to, I mean, I've been through the family court nightmares. If you ever want to talk about that and you know, you want some, want some pointer to that. I'm, I mean, I don't give legal advice, but I'll definitely give you, you know, some, you know, safe space to talk to or vent about that, you know, process. There's nothing in, in the family court system that I haven't been through and I don't have experience with. So, you know, I, I'll be happy to find either find us in the 3% group, you know, read the book. It's a mm-hmm. good group of guys. Um, it kind of, kind of grows, but it's at a really, you know, it's a, you know, good size, good group of guys, great feedback. Like I said, today, we had some discussion, someone post over in, in the chat and was asking and, you know, Great, great way to, to bounce ideas off guys. Good group of people on there. Um, so yeah, yeah, you can find me there. Um, Nathan's also in the Patreon and he showed up for the last uh happy hour hangout. And that I had a good time there. Did you have a good yeah. time? I got I got fucking wasted after after it was over. <laughs> yeah, I, it was great, you know, it was really, really good stuff. And I was like, you know, I'm gonna try to be on these when I can just just to even help facilitate the conversation and be like, just mm-hmm. talk to the guys and, and help it be successful. I'm like, Paul's got a great idea. I want it to be, you know, help it be successful too. So, you know, it's a huge reason why I support you, you know, as much as I can, because like this stuff is life changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just 
so much of this has changed my life that I, you know, how can I, you know, help out, give this message, you know, give it, give it a bigger platform, help it get out to more guys. And so like, yeah, jump on the group, talk to the guys is, you know, what we talked about all kinds of stuff, trucks, wrestling. I mean, you yeah. know, it was just good conversation. It's a good, it's a good group of dudes. There's a couple of guys in there uh, that are, are a little bit shy, but it's like, and that's why they're there, you know, and it's right. a good place. It's like, so I, I was, uh, I was like trying to pull conversations out of people yeah. like, Hey, why are you talking so much? Why don't you shut the fuck up? You know, like <laughs> you know, they're just over there and sort of twiddling their thumbs. It's like, come on guys, come on. But it's a good, it's good. It's a good uh, experience for, for guys to do that. Cause some guys are a little sort of in their shell and they need to get out of their shell a little bit. And it's a good, it's a good place to do it. Cause I'm, you know, we're just fucking around. We're not, you know, nothing's personal. So, you know, I mean, what is it? $10 for the Patreon together. You could buy the whole year and it's like $8 and 50 cents, you know, calculate it out. I mean, waste more money on that than on a pair of shoes i mean it's yeah. it's um to get the benefit of it and i was like you know what i want to support the show how, how do i support paul more um you know it's like i can be a patreon member that's you know that's that's easy to do i can jump on the lives talk in there you know send the you know send a super chat help paul out how do you get that message out there more like i don't need to say you you got you guys cover everything and you, your show covers anything i'd want to say so you know let's get the show out there more get the voice out there more Try to, yeah. And if you if you ever uh, have an idea for a show, just let me know because I'm always like, what the fuck am I gonna do a show? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. So uh, when I first started the the podcast, uh, how was it, brother? Um, brother guy, brother guy was yep, like, guy. dude, yep. you got to do like a four hour long episode like every week because that's what Rolo does. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. there's no fucking way I'm doing four hours. I don't. Right. I don't He's like, well, then you can at least do like multiple episodes per week. And at the time I was like, there's no way I'm going to come up with uh, content like that, like m- multiple times per week. Like you're getting once a week. That's it. Right. And then, uh, and then I, I had a conversation with Clary and we went hiking, you know, and Clary's like, oh, you got to do live streams, you know, and I was like, yeah. fuck, fuck. All right, Clary, you know, why, why he's, <laughs> why he's running up the mountain, sprint, sprinting up for his hike up, up the mountain here. Like this, this yeah, is not a hike. I'm, I'm dying. Like, you know, marathon runner. I'm like, what the fuck is up with this guy? Yeah. Yeah. Mount, Clary, mountain goat style on it up there. Yeah. Clary, Clary's insane. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah. Uh, I will let you know when this comes out. Otherwise, uh, have a good evening. Appreciate, yeah, appreciate it. it, man. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you so much for joining me, man. I, I apologize that, uh, the first time that you're on the show, cause you told me, you told me that your, uh, your, your coworkers, uh, know that you listened to the show and you told them that like you will be on the show someday. And of course the, that's the episode where the audio is trash. I apologize. We'll have to do this again. You are welcome back anytime. <laughs> you know, what's up you know, what's up with that. You know, what's up with that. All right, guys, that's all I have uh, for this episode. We will see you guys on the live stream, but be first, if you guys, but be, but first, if you guys haven't done so already, please like subscribe, hit those notifications. Drop a comment, your favorite emoji. Uh, you know what to do. Follow me on social media. If you guys haven't yet, send a super chat. It's not too late. It's not It's not too late. If you guys send a super chat now, I'll, I'll give you a shout out on social media. All right. Get on the email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. I'll send you some free stickers. Uh, if you guys like these designs, right? If you like these designs, they're also available on as merch at merch.comeonmanpod.com. You know, it's funny, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just realizing this now, but last week's episode was uh, an episode with uh, uh, my shipmate, Larry, uh, from, from the Shiloh. And uh, the funny thing is that, so this hat here, 
right? Red Crown Gasoline. The reason why I like this hat at all is because it says Red Crown, and that was one of the positions I I, I sat. We talked about it in that episode, <laughs> but in the in the Navy, I, I sat Red Crown on airside, and so when I saw this hat was available, I was like, oh, I'm getting that hat. Otherwise, it's kind of dumb. You know what I mean? Anyway, any you know, I'm whatever. <laughs> Paul, do what you want. You do you, boo. Check out my practical law of attraction course, loa.comeonmanpod.com. It's not magic. It's not chakras. It's not genie's granting wishes. It's it's a mindset course. Uh, get on the beer club. It's only 10 bucks a month. You can support the show that way. And then you can be a part of a, a good group of dudes. And then you can hang out with all of us. Uh, once a month, we get together for drinks and, you know, over over StreamYard and just talk about guy stuff. It's it's a good time. Last The last three have been really fun turnouts. And then finally, if you guys want to have any coaching, go to gumroad.comeonmanpod.com. I have two, two uh, tiers, basically, of coaching available there. You get unlimited text access uh, to me uh, over Telegram. And then if you want uh, also one-on-one like video calls, you know, where we can really sit down and break down goals and I can, you know, hold you accountable like the whammon. <laughs> uh we could do that too. So that's a, that's an option as, as well. And then if you guys just have like a single question that you just want me to do a video on, uh, you can go to gumroad.comeonmanpod.com too and sponsor a short video. I will make one of those for you. I've been doing those lately and they've been pretty popular, pretty popular. Usually people DM me on Instagram for those, but uh, you can just go ahead and sign up yourself <laughs> right here and then we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get that squared away for you. All right, guys. So, yeah, tune into the live stream on Wednesday. Other than that, we'll see you next time. This has been the Come On Man podcast. New full episodes served hot every Monday morning on your favorite podcast platform of choice. So subscribe now. Follow Paul on social media. The links are in the description. Now, go out and get it.